What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, May 24th, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode number 357. How the hell is everybody doing? I uh, hope everybody's doing well in between shows. Um, I did a super early one last week because I had a very special guest. Uh, shout out to uh, Jerry Ferrara. Uh, just a great actor, great dude. We had a big time New York sports fan. We had a great conversation. Uh, it was shorter than we wanted it to be. Don't worry, we're going to do another one, but people seem to really enjoy it. Um, and, uh, we have, I I definitely got some stories for that from, um, from afterwards. So, uh, gave, gave that one some time to resonate. Hopefully you guys uh, got a chance to listen. If you didn't, please, uh, listen. It's awesome. Uh, Jerry talks about when he got into acting and from New York and tells a cool story about um, meeting his uh, girlfriend on Entourage and all that stuff. So it was definitely cool. Talked about some sports. And, um, you know, then we went over to a cigar. uh, We went over to Soho Cigar Bar and had a great time. So um, hope you guys enjoyed 356 with Jerry. We're going to do more of that stuff as well. Um, and like I said, we're going to change up the show a little bit, but not much. Like I'll still get into some unacceptables, uh, that you guys write in, um, still keeping it the same way, but going to have some, you know, some guests on some people that, you know, you guys might want to talk to and obviously do extra ones with the uh, Patreon. Also shout out and thank you to everybody who, uh, subscribed to the, uh, Patreon, uh, podcast, just put up a dual two hour one with Bobby Kelly. And I uh, did such a funny YKWD uh, with him too, so you guys could check that out as well. Um, great show for you guys today. A lot of stuff to talk about, including the, the tornado that hit us um, and all the work that's being done with that. Um, some some stuff we got done with Lloydie, uh, the dog. Um, you know, a, a funny story that happened in a cab with me and Jerry, which is hilarious. I'm uh, going to get into some sports, um, movies as well, because I think I saw that at, at that movie too. Yeah, did I, the Avengers movie. Uh, we're going to get into the Avengers movie too. So a uh, lot of stuff, full TVE, my unacceptable, your guy's unacceptable, and um, here we go. So, uh, of course, the Verzi Effect, you know, check out. Please go to All Things Comedy and support them. Also, guys... Um, it, I mean, I can basically say I was told that I could say the network, but I'm not going to yet. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. It looks like my special will be released the first weekend, uh, in October. However, maybe even sooner if something opens up and, um, even though they gave me permission to say the network, I don't like to do things like that, so until it's actually press released, I'm not going to say it, but it is coming, and you guys will see the special within a few months, and I'm very, very fucking thrilled to get that out there, get that behind me, having a great time working on the new shit too, um, but please check out and support All Things Comedy, go to allthingscomedy.com for amazing, they do, they're doing new TV shows, they're doing one now with Brody Stevens, they're doing uh, the cooking show with Burt Kreischer. Um, Bill Burr's doing his tour show on there. They're doing a poker show on there. All the great albums, all the great podcasts. Check them out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter um, and Instagram at allthingscomedy. City Living Dog, check him out. Coach Mike, he's got a podcast out there. He's doing great, great clips with the, um, great, great clips 
with uh, all the training that he's doing with these dogs that are kind of uh, misbehaving. I'll actually dive into that first, and then I'll get into the um, and then I'll get into the what's it called? Then I'll get into the tornado and the storm, which which you know hit us. So um, Lloyd, we just it was just too much. He was running away. Not in a bad way. He wanted to go play with other dogs. But, like, you know, you got to understand, our neighborhood is nuts. All right? Our neighborhood, we got horses. I mean, literally, a lady was walking up my street. I mean, I'm sitting on a horse, riding it up my street on a white horse today. In the middle of the street where cars go. Because there's all these horse trails and horse farms up here. So these people train and they walk. So you'll literally, we'll literally suburban neighborhood block. And you just see somebody turn a corner sitting on a fucking horse. The hat, the whole thing. Like they just got out of a time machine, you know, from a war from fucking hundreds of years ago. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Like somebody just walking around on a horse. So the dog can't handle shit like that. Um, you know, so he could run. Deer, he can't handle that. Foxes, squirrels, all the shit that, you know, he sees and he's like a sight hound. He's just, he just wants to go. You guys know the story of Lloyd. So it got to the point where like, all right, you know what? When all this rain and cold weather and snow stops, which basically went through the spring, um, it looks like we skipped spring and are going now right to summer because, you know, now it's hot, but it's almost June, so it should be. So, um, yeah, so we got, we got the, we got the top notch, uh, you know, electronic fence for the dog. So he wears a collar. If he goes within five feet of the fence, it beeps. And if he goes into it, he gets shocked. Um, You know, the dog trainer was so impressed because what they do is they lace up your yard, just go around the whole perimeter. They put flags, they put the wiring, and then they talk, they walk with the dog and tell the dog, like when the dog goes near the flag and hears the beeping, you tell the dog, no, no. I put something on Instagram with it, and like they run back. You run back with them, and then when he runs back from the beep, you praise him. Good boy, good boy. So he knows like that getting away from that flag area and that beep is a good thing. Then after that, you got to shock him once. Dude, my dog is so smart that he didn't even need to get shocked once. Unfortunately, we had to do it where he would normally exit, which would be our driveway pretty much. Um, So he did get shocked, but that was it. They're supposed to do two weeks of training and come back. They've never come back. They've never come back. He just, he didn't even want to, the funniest thing was he wouldn't, not only did he not want to go near the flag and hear the beep, his eyes didn't want to look at the white flags that are around the perimeter. He didn't even want to look at um, the, the flags. I mean, that's how smart he is. He just got it early. He got it early. So, um... We get the fence. I try to go outside of them. And the problem that happened was... Um, he did not want to go outside anymore. He didn't want to go outside. So that was a problem. Like he was just sitting and I'm like, come on, boy, let's go outside. And normally when I say let's go outside, his fucking hay almost breaks his own neck. He just tilts his head. He's just all excited. He's psyched. Doesn't want to do it. You know, just wants no part of, of doing that. So I'm like, Shit. I hope we didn't, you know, I hope it didn't scare him. And you're supposed to, like, walk, um, uh, what's it called, like, zigzag across your yard so they know that the middle of the yard is fine. It's their friend. You know, I have a ton of land, so, like, this is a dog's dream. And now he's, like, sitting in the house, 
And I'm going like, I got to drag. At one point, I had to pick him up. I had to just pick him up with two hands, bring him outside. He'd piss, and then he'd run right inside. Um, but slowly, he started going out. He started going out. Then he started knowing his boundaries. And my wife was home. I wasn't home. She's like, yeah, I was throwing him the ball. He was running all around. It was great. And I'm like, great. Problem solved. This is amazing. Our dog is going to utilize our land, understand his boundaries, which will be great for recall to um, all kinds of stuff. And, and it was working. He gets it. Then I would like try to lure him towards the beep to see. And he knew. He's like, nah, fuck you, dude. I know. You don't got to tase me more than once, right? So everything is good. Fast forward, I'm tired the other day. And uh, it's like, I don't know, 9 o'clock in the morning. Kids go to school. I had some time. All of my business stuff was done. And I'm like, wow, I could actually take a nap right now. So Lloyd's just looking at me. He's like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. Let me go. Let me go out. Come on, dude. I'm t- I, I, don't, I, I know you're tired. I'm not. Let's go. And I'm like, fuck. So I drag my ass out of bed, open the door, and let him go out. I'm like, this is great. Hour goes by nothing. Now I fall asleep. And then I hear, and I'm going, fuck. So I get, I get up out of bed. I go to the door. And who is it but my neighbor who lives three houses down on the right who's got a big St. Bernard that Lloyd can't handle. They like bark at each other all day. I think what happened, he had Lloyd and goes, Lloyd paid us a visit. And he had Lloyd on a leash and his fucking huge St. Bernard. And I'm going, are you kidding me? And I go, I go, I'm so sorry. I go, we got the electric fence. And he goes, yeah, I know. He goes, I had to disconnect or I had to take it off of him to get him back in here. So now I'm going, oh my God, we just spent thousands of dollars. You know, not not thousands, like almost $2,000 on this fucking fence. For what? You know, now that he's, is he that? So, but ever since then, thank God, knock on wood, he's outside right now. I'm inside doing a podcast. I see him out there. He's petrified of the borders even more. So I think I have a theory of what happened, even though I didn't get to see it. I think this fucking lunatic either forgot or I think that he, because one thing happened which was bad. I was training him after the tornado, which I'm going to get into. And, uh, and then after that tornado came, the beeping was a lot closer to the actual zap and he got zapped. So I don't know what happened exactly, but what I think happened is he was outside he had his, you know, shock collar on or whatever. He got close to the thing, and I think he saw the St. Bernard, couldn't handle it, and I think he got buzzed. I think he got zapped, and they say sometimes when they get zapped, the dog moves forward. So I think the dog just ran forward and, and got there, and I think now he never wants to deal with it again because he's outside for days on our property, not going near the border, still having a good time, and I think he's, he's done. Also today, I took a chance, but I thought it was the right chance to take. Fortunately, it was. I left the house with him in the yard with the thing on his neck. Uh, I went to get something to eat. I had to run an errand. I had to go to my kid's school to do something. Came back, and Lloydie's laying there on the driveway just chilling out, and he's outside now. So I think it might be done, everybody. I think 
We have a dog that I don't have to worry about him leaving the yard anymore. Uh, so there you go. So hopefully the Lloyd running away saga has ended. And of course, I will keep you guys posted. Guys, a tornado hit um, not far from us in a town about 15 minutes from us. And they're saying that we got something called a microburst. So basically, um, the other day or whatever, this was probably, you know, a week. This is like a week or a week and a day ago or whatever. I know I did the, did the last podcast on a Monday. I believe this happened on a Tuesday or Wednesday after, maybe the Tuesday. So um, I'm home. Kids get home from school. And I'm trying to find out what day this, what day this was here. Um, no, it was Wednesday or Thursday. It was a week ago. I think it might. It was like a week, a week ago. Um, and we are hanging out at the house, and my son goes, "Dad, let's go outside and play ball. I want to go outside and play ball." And I'm like, "Buddy, it looks dark out there, man. It's gonna rain any minute." He goes, "Well, I'm gonna go in the front." And I go, "I'm telling you, dude, it's gonna rain." So my daughter goes and follows him, and all of a sudden the the clouds just turn dark and weird, and. I do something on the computer for like not even five minutes. I'm going through emails or whatever. And I'm like, all right, it's bad out there. Let me go tell them. So I look out and I'm yelling. I'm like, Lucas, Sophia, get inside. And right as I say, the door opens. And he goes, oh my God, dad. He goes, it's starting to rain. I go, grab all your shit. They grab their stuff. And, uh, you know, and this this happens. Like it was, it was, it was fucking nuts. He goes, dad, the cloud was green. And that's a bad sign. Long story short, the kids are in the house and we just see, we just see shit moving around and the grill starts sliding across the deck and then the one tree that could hit our house, which we had scheduled June 12th, whatever, um, ends up hitting our deck. We had it June 12th to get rid of it. It was scheduled. Hits our deck, the railing, we had some damage to the roof, all that stuff. We dealt with it with insurance and all that, but really, really bad fucking storm. And... Uh, yeah, so now we got to replace this, we got to replace that, we got to replace everything. And uh, it was scary. And it said it sounds like a freight train when it comes, and it did. It was like, and then it just disappeared. It was gone. It was just gone. So it went from like this normal to just weird wind swirls, weird shit, trees snapping all over the neighborhood. It was crazy. Okay, uh, like I talked about, I talked about it a little bit on the um, on the Patreon, I believe. And I put some pictures on the Patreon. But I just wanted to like give you guys a quick abbreviated version of it. It was wild. So anyway, insurance comes. And the insurance has to just assess all of the, the damage. And then, you know, they write you a check. And you guys, then they fucking say, you do it. And then you're like, well, did you give me enough fucking money? So we're going through that shit now. Where we're going to get a new roof. We're going to get this new. We're going to get that new. They're going to redo the deck. They're going to redo a bunch of shit. And um, it was pretty scary. But... The funny thing is all these different contractors, they have different stories. Like one contractor's like, no, nah, you just need half the roof. The other contractor's like, no, nah, you got a little damage on that side. You got to get the whole roof. So it's like, I don't know who the fuck to trust. I don't know who just wants money. I don't know like if we get enough money. But then the insurance company said, oh, if you get a quote from a contractor, we'll give you more money. Kids Jungle Gym completely gone now. So we're going to get into that. Basketball hoop blew over, cracked the rim, got to get that done. Chimney bricks got a little fucked up on the top, got to get that redone. So it was, um, yeah, so now we're just like shopping. And um, 
yeah, Mother Nature, and, and I feel bad. Um, some people lost their lives, terrible. Uh, thoughts and prayers to those people. People lost their lives, man. People got killed in their cars uh, or, or um, in the houses. Some of these big trees out here, man. And the crazy thing is these trees look like they were just either exploded or sawed in half by like a buzzsaw, how crazy it was. Um, so, yeah, we're dealing with all that stuff. But the good news is the trees down, that could the only tree that could have hit our house, which we had scheduled, is out. Um, so that makes me feel good. The dog being able to stay in the thing is, you know, makes me feel good. Uh, it's funny. I called my wife at work and I go, you need to get home. We just had a tornado. And she just goes, stop fucking around. Like, serious. And I go, like, what kind of lunatic husband would call their wife at work and be like, hey, uh, we just had a tornado. You need to come home. And, ha- and and then her go, are you serious? Oh, my God. I'm going to be like, nah, nah, I'm fucking with you. We didn't have a tornado. Like, what kind of lunatic uh, <laughs> would you have to be? <laughs> you know? Like, that'd be a funny scene in a movie. Be like, dude, oh, my God. The neighbors, they all got murdered. There's cops everywhere. You got to come out here. And then you're like, no, nah, I'm kidding. The neighbors are They're here right now. They want some wine. Um, so, yeah. So, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff. It's cool to watch the neighborhood kind of come together. And uh, hang out all the kids and everybody was just looking and people were taking off of work and picking up branches. We had a bulldozer here yesterday. Bulldozers picking up trees, getting rid of all the fucking debris, all the shit that uh, hit. We just um, just get rid of it. And it's, and it's been like, you know, just trucks and, and hearing noises and beeping and all these construction workers. But everybody's making like a joint effort to get everybody clean. The deli that I go to, the lady that works at the deli said a tree went through her, her roof. And she's like, I'm not leaving my house. So I go, what are you doing? There's like tarp on a roof. It was a really bad one. So um, the uh, actual tornado was in Connecticut, but the shit we got was really bad. I couldn't imagine if the actual tornado went through our city or, or our town. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's go to unacceptables here. All right. Now I want to tell you guys something that happened. I don't even know if this is unacceptable or not. I don't. Uh, but I, one of the unacceptables I'll put on me uh, after. So I'll tell you one thing that happened, and then I will do um, my unacceptable. So after last week's podcast, me and Jerry Ferrara, uh, if you guys are new to the show, please check that episode out, 356, Jerry Ferrara. Great actor. You guys may know him as his character, um, Turtle on Entourage. Uh, such a great dude. Great actor. He's been in a bunch of other stuff, though. You could check him out. He's in the show Power now. And... Um, we were always told from mutual friends how similar we were, and we were. I mean, wild shit, right? So uh, after we do the, this is a little inside info here, okay? Uh, after the podcast, we hop in a cab to go to Soho, and we're sitting in a taxi, and we're just talking, shooting the shit, shooting the shit. And I shit you not, guys, I am not bullshitting when I tell you this. Really happened. We're at a light. We're going to Soho. Driver puts the car in park at a light. Gets out of the car. That's I'm not making. That's right. Me and Jerry sitting in the back talking. Driver, listening to us. I don't know if he gets mad at some shit we said. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Okay, I have no clue what happened with this man. 
just puts the car in park and gets out and I'm just he's just standing next to the passenger he's just standing next to the driver in between me and the and the driver's driver's seat outside and just starts doing yoga he just starts doing yoga he starts stretching walking in place doing all this shit so Jerry and I look at each other and Jerry's more freaked out by it I don't know why I just didn't even really register what this man was doing I was like, oh, dude, maybe he's stretching, maybe his legs. And then Jerry's looking like, what the fuck? And then afterwards, Jerry goes, don't think for a second I'm going to forget that our cab driver got out and started doing yoga in the street. And that's exactly what he did. This man in New York City, busy during the day, right before rush hour, gets out of a cab at a red light in New York City around Soho. And just starts doing yoga moves while the light is red and then gets in a car. I don't know if it's unacceptable, cool, weird. I don't even know what to say about that. But that happened. And um, I, I, ne- I never in all of my life being in a, uh, an Uber, a, a, a yellow cab, a taxi in New York, any taxi I was ever in, in, you know, anywhere, any state, anywhere. I never in my life, ever saw somebody get out of the car and just start stretching on the street. It was it was wild. It was nuts. Uh, it was it was really weird. Um all right, so here's my unacceptable. Yesterday, my son had a little league game. All right. And his little league game was was great. He got three at bats. He went three for three, roped one down the third baseline at the end. He had two RBIs he had a great play in the field, couple of stolen bases. I mean, he had a great little league game. It was amazing. Now, I love coaching when I'm free. I didn't have to be down to the city until like 10 o'clock. My son's game was over by 8, a little before 8, so I could stay. So the coach goes, hey, do you mind helping out today? Uh, we're short a coach, and then just take off when you have to. And I go, I don't have to take off. He goes, great. So I'm cool with the other coaches, and, and I, I, you know, I played golf with his coach and everything, so... I'm going back and forth. I'm third base coach, first base coach. When I go to first base coach, when the ball gets past the catcher in Little League and the kid's on first, they can run to second. They could steal. You know, they could just steal. They could just run to second when they want. So my son gets a hit. And it happened like twice, actually. One time this kid was supposed to go and didn't. And I'm like, doesn't he know? Like, they, they all know that they can go when that happens. So I'm like, did I not say something? So then I was like, I told him to go the next time, and the kid went. Now my son is up. My son is like, I'm like, you're going to get a hit today. I got a feeling. My son gets a hit. He's on first, and I'm the first base coach, and I'm talking to my son. And a ball gets past the catcher, and my son doesn't run because I'm talking to him. So it's completely my fault. So I'm fucking up as a first base coach here. And uh, <laughs> Frank Bucci, the other coach, the other kid's uh, dad, he was just, he was fucking me. He's breaking my balls. He goes, Lucas, how you doing over there? And I'm going, why is he, why is a third base coach asking how? And I go, oh, and then they're looking at me smiling. I go, fuck, I should have sent him. I should have sent him to second. Luckily, uh, like two or three pitches later, two pitches later, it happened again. And I go, 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 go now. And he got to second. So no harm, no foul. But unacceptable on me, being asked to coach. I'm the first base coach. My son is on first. And I end up talking to him. And I'm excited for him, so I totally fucking forget about, like, an important moment in the game. Luckily, we were already winning, and luckily he got to second anyway during that at the, the next at-bat. So it worked out, but unacceptable on my, on my part.
But I got to tell you, watching your kid, he had one play where the catcher tried throwing a kid out, stealing. My son covered second. The ball hit the ground. My son caught on a one hop and got the kid out. And I literally was like, yeah. And meanwhile, I shouldn't be doing that even in the stands, let alone as the coach of the other team. So like, and, and the funny thing is that the, their coach, the other team's coach was a third base coach and just heard me yelling and screaming and I had to like tone it down because I looked like a lunatic. Um, let's get to your guys' unacceptables. I know I didn't do them the last time, so let's get let's see what you guys have here. And uh, let's go. So we'll do. Uh, here we go. This one is from Justin. Justin's uh, subject here is Hawaii, and Justin's Hawaii subject. Here we go. Um, people building neighborhoods in the path of an active volcano. Unacceptable. That's actually crazy because um, me and my wife were just talking, and we went to um, we went to Hawaii for our tenure uh, just last year, just less than a year ago. And I was like, "Isn't it crazy that these people are like dealing with like lava flowing on the highway in the streets, not in the island? I think this is happening in the Big Island. Um, we flew to Honolulu and we stayed in Waikiki, but it was just." Um, really nuts and surreal to see these people with lava flowing like right up to the edge of their car. And um, yeah, I got to be honest with you, like volcanoes are there and volcanoes can erupt at any time. And when that's the case, like whether it's like active or not active, it's still a volcano sitting there. I'm not happy with my house near it. I'm not happy with my family near it. I'm not happy with cars near it. I'm not happy with any of my possessions or mainly and most importantly people that I love near a volcano. So I got to agree with Justin on this. Like, I think there needs to be, and there might be some sort of, you know, license thing that you need to have or permits or, or a certain area of distance around it. But apparently that distance isn't enough because the shit that I saw, this shit was ready to fucking kill somebody. Um, so yes, so I agree with Justin. I think it is unacceptable to have a neighborhood near uh, a volcano and it's not something... That you know, I mean, I worry about bad neighbors, let alone this shit. You know, I worry about having a dickhead, you know, living next to me. I worry about, you know, like power lines that are too close I don't want near my house. I worry about main roads being a, a place that I don't want to live where I want to be a little secluded. You know, I don't want a fucking active volcano. Hey, daddy, what's that noise? Hold on, kids, let me look outside. And then you just see shit spewing up from a mountain that could kill you instantly? Fuck that. I agree with you, Justin. Uh, okay, here we go. This is from Justin Myers. This is another, this is another Justin. It's called a Shark Tank pitch. Oh, we got a Shark Tank pitch. I haven't watched the show in a while, but I'm interested in, I'm interested in this. So we got a new Justin listener. Here we go. Hey, hey there, Paul. Uh, hey there, Paul the Bald. All right, relax, Justin. Don't start fucking insulting me before a damn. Kidding. Uh, sorry, I listened to, uh, okay. Oh, I listened to, uh, Oh, you listen to Bill's podcast and couldn't resist. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm a new listener who heard uh, one of your recent podcasts uh, that you're having people send uh, Shark Tank pitches uh, since you're a fan of the show. As a new listener who's planning on buying tickets to one of your upcoming shows, I figured I'd send nice uh, one in uh, for you to read on the podcast. So here it is. Great. I love it. And thank you for coming to see me wherever you're coming to see me. Uh, anyone who's taken the subway, especially during rush hour, knows certain uh, stops 
are far busier than others. These are mostly stops that have a lot of businesses around them, so the trains get crammed full of business people trying uh, to get work uh, to get to work on time. It's a pain in the ass uh, for not only the workers but also everyone else uh, who are trying to get to other places in the city. Here in Boston, where I'm from, downtown crossing. Uh, South Station and Park Street immediately come to mind as jam-packed clusterfucks. I imagine the same problem exists in other busy cities, New York City, L.A., etc. To help with the problem, I suggest adding another subway line that would be a business line. Uh, It would stop at only the most crowded stations during rush hour so the business people could get to work faster and everybody else can avoid... Um, the traffic and use the existing lines. The subway system could charge a small add-on fee that would allow somebody with a subway card to access the business line, which is perfect because anyone who already uh, buys a monthly pass doesn't have to do anything extra to get access. It's also fairly easy to build because uh, all of the subway stops already exist. You just have to build the connection uh, to and from each stop, okay? The upfront cost would obviously be huge, but I think the revenues from the additional access and clearing out some of the traffic would help everyone in the city, and a city like Boston could definitely afford the renovation if the public supports it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this idea. Looking forward to seeing you in October. October? Where am I going to be? Oh, I'm trying to think. Um... Oh, yes, 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 yes. You will see me out there in, um, in Chicopee. That's right, Chicopee, Mass. All right, Justin, here's the deal with your uh, business line subway. Um, the only reason why I don't like it for a shark tank pitch is because this is a town issue. This is a city issue. So this is like political shit. You got to have like the governing body of that you know, city or town, New York City kind of do this. I don't think that this is an investor. I don't think Mark Cuban could go, or maybe they can. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. As far as the idea, I like the idea of less crowded trains and people having to go, but I feel like how do you know what's stopping somebody from buying the business line? Like how are they going to prove it? Are they going to have to show that they work for a certain company? Are they going to have to, you know, so maybe I'm not clear or I didn't read it right, but I feel like if you're going to have a business line for just the business areas that are more crowded and you buy access to that, how do you prove? I mean, I know people are going to not want to be on that one. So, like, wouldn't somebody go, oh, fuck that, dude. That's too crowded. I'm just going to take the other one like I normally do. So if there was some sort of thing where they could say or prove something, then I would say that that's a cool idea. So write me back and let me know how it would be done exactly. I understand what you're saying and I understand the logic behind it and the idea of like, wow, this train is kind of empty and relaxed and that train is a little better because everybody knows where they're going. They're going to the same place and this train, I'm not going to do some business to my corporate job. So I just want to get the fuck to where I'm going without standing next to all these people in suits. I get it. Let me know. Thank you so much for the submission. Thank you for coming out to see me um, this October and also thank you for... um, you know, being a new listener and all that stuff. I appreciate it. Okay, here we go. What offends me? This is from Adrian. Paul, you know what offends me? Soft, sensitive people offend me. 
with their constant complaining and thinking that this world owes them something. People telling me what to say and what not to say offends me. You know what offends me? Having to accept uh, absolutely ridiculous pronouns and having to accept these people shoving their political views down my throat. Uh, you know what offends me? People pronouncing fucking French words correctly and fucking the shit out of the Sp- and fucking the shit out of the Spanish language. We live next to Mexico, idiots. Learn that language first. Don't get upset because people don't know how to pronounce uh, Lacroix. <laughs> That's hilarious. Say burrito right, you dumb fucks. P.S. Thanks for the free podcast and uh, your uh, your rave about. I think you were trying to say about. Oh, your rave. Maybe you were trying to say rant about being a sexual predator on a roller coaster had me busting, son. You're the best, man. Take care. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, I think it, what it just really comes down to is just people minding their own fucking business. You know, people are getting mad that people are talking Spanish, and that just comes from like such a crazy far right right-wing thing and then the far fucking left gets offended with every word that you say you can't say this you can't joke about this you can't allude to the fact of this you can't say oh yeah well you know my wife did this and i don't know why well your wife's a woman oh you don't like women what you know like it's just so fucking overly sensitive and and both sides just have their things right now and you're right it is it is nuts the key is staying true to yourself and you know Knowing that you're a good person and, and, you know, obviously you never want to go out of your way to offend anybody, but if you feel something in your heart, man, you should be able to say it. This is a free country. You have freedom of speech. If people get upset, they don't have to like you. They don't have to follow you. If somebody doesn't like what I say, they don't have to, they don't have to listen to my podcast. They don't have to come and see my comedy shows. They don't, they don't have to. It's America. But I, as an American, I have the freedom of speech. If I say something offensive, if I say something you don't like, just don't fucking follow me anymore. It's that simple. You know, if you don't like hearing somebody speak Spanish or you don't like hearing somebody speak another language here, just walk away from them. They know another language. Big fucking deal. Maybe their family speaks that. You know, I saw a video today of this guy. He was in the military and another guy was in the military in a wheelchair and he was upset that the Spanish guy was talking to his mother on the phone in Spanish going, you fucking spick piece of shit. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? That's his, that's his mother's native language. What are you talking about? You know, it's just, yeah, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. Uh, thank you so much for listening, dude. I agree with you and I appreciate the submission. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, anyway, no, hold on. Is that, okay. There's one here that somebody doesn't want me to read out loud. It's, uh, it's, uh, what's it called? It's a personal one. Somebody doesn't want to read it. So I'm not going to do that. Somebody says, hey, this is personal, not for the show, then I'm not going to fucking do it. See that, guys? So you could write me personally to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com, and I will totally um, listen to what you say. So if you want to send me something privately, I've also had some people, uh, some recent um, you know, sponsors reach out. More people want to be uh, on the show. So, yeah, whatever you want. If you guys uh, want to say something in private to me, I will respond to that as long as you're not a lunatic or if you have um, some unacceptables. Thank you. And you know what? I really appreciate it. I got a bunch of new listeners on here. So thank you guys so much for um, for listening. And if you are new, please go back to some other old episodes. 
Uh, obviously, if you want to go back one episode, it was with uh, a great actor, and uh, there's going to be more of that stuff coming on. So thank you guys again. And um, for your Shark Tank pitch, send me, like, plans. I want to just see. Wouldn't it be something if, like, people gave such good idea? But here's the thing. They'll never be able to give money because it's just the idea. Like, I have a good idea, but it's like I don't have a prototype. You know, I don't know how to make shit, uh, which kind of hurts the cause. <laughs> um, the New York Yankees are flying, guys. I know they lost a couple in a row, uh, but holy shit. 30, what are they, 31 and 15? I mean, I'm going. I'm going this weekend. I'm excited to go to the game. It's going to be awesome. Uh, the NBA playoffs, that's right, everybody. Who did I pick? Now, I told Giannis Pappas and I told Kevin Bozeman at the Soho Cigar Lounge. I said, I will bet you $100 the Boston Celtics beat the Cavaliers and go to the finals for the East. And Giannis took the bet. Now, in Giannis's defense, I did take the bet thinking Kyrie Irving was going to be healthy. So I can't really take credit for this team that has no... You know, this team has no stars. Uh, would I have ever thought that this team would go this far to a potential ending it in Game 6 in Cleveland or having a Game 7 at home without Kyrie Irving? No. So I cannot take credit for that. But I did say months and months ago that the Boston Celtics will beat the Cavaliers and be in the in the finals against the Golden State Warriors. I did say it. Kevin Bozeman, very funny comedian from Chicago. Check out Kevin. Kevin said, I bet Kevin, see, he told me I've said something. See, Kevin did some slick shit. Kevin, I don't know if you're, but I'm taking your word because I like you. You've always been a stand-up guy with me. Kevin said, we bet $100 that I said that the Golden State Warriors are going to win, are guaranteed to win the championship this year and next year, and we bet 100 on that. I thought it might have just been this year, but when he said the bet was two years in a row, I was like, I could have said that shit too because I was drinking a bourbon, talking shit. So I probably jumped the gun. <laughs> I probably was like, and I'll tell you another thing. They're not only going to win this shit this year. I bet you $100 they win it this year and next year. And then his hand came out and said, I'll take that bet. So that might have happened. So if that happened, I apologize, Kevin. You're right. But I'll still take that bet. You know, I'll still take the bet. Because I'm not, I'm not, look. Here's the thing. I'm not buying the Rockets for a couple of reasons. And the reason I'm not buying the Houston Rockets in these NBA Finals, I don't know if you guys are watching, even if you don't like basketball, the NBA Finals are amazing. And we're down to a few games left before finding out who plays for the title. Um, James Harden has never shown in a monster, monster spot that he's he's the man in the, in the playoffs. He didn't when he was on OKC. He didn't last year. Uh, nor has the coach D'Antoni. D'Antoni has never shown, you know, has never won. That's the thing he's never won. You know, Chris Paul, was it, never been to the finals until this year or whatever? Or been to, the, uh, been to a finals once? You know, so I look at it like this. Yes, talent. Yes, regular season. Yes, wins. I get all that. I get all that. Okay, I like the way they play. I think, you know, they've proven that they could beat them. They've beat them more this time this year than, than, they, than they haven't, I believe. But... Golden State knows what it's like to be in a Game 7 in a, in, a, in a Western Conference Final. Golden State knows what it's like to lose a title and win a title. Okay? 
Golden State has a better coach, I believe. So when you add all those things, that experience at the end of the game is something that needs to be accounted for. Now, granted, you have to live and learn. You have to, you know, have an opportunity, which the Rockets do. We'll see. But my money is on the experience. My money is on the coach. My money is on the shooters. My money is on when I've seen that team pass the ball around and everybody's doing their job, they could just light it up real quick. So I am sticking with the Golden State Warriors winning it this year against whoever they play. And I am hoping that my pick of the Celtics without Kyrie Irving, okay, is, is right. And at a minimum, they're going to have a Game 7 in Boston. That's their worst-case scenario. Or they go into Cleveland, LeBron's tired and doesn't put up a 50-point triple-double in order for that team to win because it seems like that's what he has to do. He's got to put up a 45-point, you know, 44, 11, and 10, you know, in order to win. In, in order to win. Um, I know they blew him out that one game, so we'll see. I don't think the series is over. I mean... Without Kyrie Irving, I didn't even think that this would be possible, but uh, I like that it is. So there you go. That's that's my assessment on the uh, NBA playoffs. Um, you know, I I just you know I don't know. I I feel like Brad Stevens again, man. Like it just seems like doesn't it's it's not a coincidence that the better coaches are there. You know, Popovich, always there. Now Steve Kerr. I know Steve Kerr's got the talent, but he was there even before KD. Always there. You know, D'Antoni hasn't been there. Is there a reason? Was it because he didn't have the talent? I don't know. But this guy, Brad Stevens, a young wizard. I mean, this guy takes Butler to deepen the I mean, the tournament. And, you know, this guy, I mean, guy's playing with nobody. I'm not going to say nobody, but, you know, Jason Tatum is a rookie. One of the best players on uh, – we saw him last year. We were lucky enough to see him at uh, Cameron Indoor. Duke versus North Carolina. The kid's unbelievable. I didn't think he was going to do this shit. I didn't think he was going to put up 24 points in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavaliers. You know, playing good, getting rebounds. It's, it's good. It's great. It's fun to watch. Uh, all right. Did I see a movie? Yes, I saw a movie. I saw Avengers. And it was good. I liked it. Um, here's my problem. All these people died. I don't know if I mentioned this on another podcast. I know I said it on another podcast somewhere. I don't think it was mine. That's a problem. I don't like doing other people's podcasts. I love doing Bobby Kelly's YKWD. We have so much fun. You have to listen to the one that comes out on Sunday. It was two hours of us just, it was breaking balls. It was one of the funniest podcasts I've ever been a part of, ever. Um, You got to check that out. I'll share the link. But um, that's the problem with superhero movies. That's the problem. It's like you, all these people turn into powder and shit. All these people died and shit. You know, all these monstrous, yeah, really, they're really going to let Black Panther die? The guy made almost a billion fucking dollars in the box office. They're going to let him evaporate in the next movie? No. He's going to come, he's going to get another billion dollars because whoever directed it and wrote it wants to, you know, get another boat. That's how it works. That's how it works. Spider-Man's not dead. These people aren't dead. That's what sucks. It's like the movie ended with the bad guy doing what he said he was going to do, sitting there watching the sunset with all the power in the world, the stupid stones in his hand or whatever it is. And, and you know, and I'm like, wow, that was pretty crazy. All these people died. You know, my son is watching Spider-Man die going, no, I don't want to go now. I don't want to die. And, you know, and, and, and he's like, oh, that was disappointing. He's all upset. 
But I'm like, you know, that's kind of reality. Is it, is it going to stay like that? No, of course it's not going to stay like that. They're going to have like one or two of them stay dead. And they're all going to come back together. And it was like, oh, shit. Did you see that shit? They all came back. Like, of course they came back. What would you expect, you, you dummy? They're selling candy here. What do you think is going to happen? They're selling refreshments. They don't want you walking out upset. You know, I, I love how the, you know, the actors are like, wait till you see part two. Don't worry, fans. It's like, that's my problem. And here's the big argument. Well, if you like, you know, if you think wrestling is stupid and you think superhero movies are stupid, I'm not saying all superhero movies are stupid. I love Dark Knight. I told you guys that. I love some of these movies. But here's the thing. People go, yeah, well, you like sports. That's lame. Or, or sports is just as, you know, it's like, no, that's not true. There's an ending to it. There's something happened. You know, if a baseball at 98 miles an hour hits a player in the jaw, guess what? Their jaw's going to be wired shut. They're not going to be there anymore because they're in a fucking hospital. They're in a rehab center. They're redoing their jaw. And it's a real thing. If that guy hits a home run and your team wins, that really happened. All right? You know, Spider-Man freezing his dick off on some planet or whatever. That's not real. Like, I can't, you know, I don't know. I like stories where it's like, you know. Dude, I'll tell you what. And I know people like Paul Kendrick. At the beginning of the movie, that goes like, oh, the surprises and the shit that happens in that movie was unreal. When that bad dude, was it Thanos or whatever the guy, when that guy was holding Thor's head, part of me was like, dude, if he rips his head off, if he literally just either squeezed his head like it was a soft plum or he literally just plucked his head off his shoulders and threw it and blood flew everywhere and he just dropped and Thor was dead, I'd be like, holy shit, this is a movie. You know, if he, if he ripped off his head, then Loki puked and then, and then Loki got killed and then it just started, Avengers. I'd be like, what? And I get it, Paul, that's not that's not what people want to see. But it's like, all right, then, you know what? In comic books, shit gets dark. I mean, I don't think they're going to rip some guy's head off. Show me that shit. Show me somebody, you know, show me that shit. Iron Man's about to die. I mean, I didn't want Iron Man to die in that situation. I don't know why. Just the way they prolonged it. But if he did, it's like, you know, yeah, but now everybody's going to come back. And they're going to, you know, everybody's going to buy tickets. It sucks. And uh, I will tell you another thing. There's no way. You want to talk about setups and all that. There is no way that the NBA wants LeBron James to not be in the in the, in the finals. No way at all because the, just the amount of money. That's all. It's just the amount of money. Now I'm not saying that uh, they are going to you know cheat the game or fix the game 100%, but I just feel like, you know, there's definitely things they could do to keep it close. The guy who got caught cheating has said that before, but Last night we were over at the, who was it? We were over at the stand and we were talking and uh, me, Dan Soder and Ari Shafir and they were like, do you really think the NBA, you know, how is the NBA going to lose money? And it's like, well, first of all, you're going to lose, I, be, I would say you're going to lose millions of viewers, I think. Because not a lot of people want to see Boston there. A lot of people think a young team like that will get blown out by Golden State and LeBron not being in it is just I think it I think a lot of people wouldn't watch it. You know, I think a lot of people you want to see the you want to see the you know, you wanted to see Magic and Bird. People are going to want to see Curry and Durant versus LeBron again, you know. Plus one year LeBron won, another year, you know, Golden State won. 
and and I just think it makes for a better story, the commercials, the amount of viewers. So yeah, I think there's a lot of money at stake. I'll be honest with you, okay? I'll look at myself. I'll put myself in those shoes. If it's Boston and Golden State, I'll tune in here and there to scores, but I'm not like must watch because I know that a team whose best player is a rookie right now and first time all of those guys have ever been deep in the playoffs, they're not going to beat a Golden State team. So I'll check in on them, see, and then it would take them to like win a couple or like really show that they could take the Golden State punch and keep coming. Then I would tune in. Where if it's LeBron and the Cavs, I would I would probably, it's almost like must watch, especially at the beginning. So you're going to have way more people tuning in. Can LeBron steal a game one against them? Can they, is this going to be another great series? People are going to want, if it's, if it's Boston, like oh, whatever, we'll see what happens. The young teams, you know, good for them that they got here. A lot of people think they're playing for second place right now anyway. So that is my argument with that. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, people, I've been known to be right on these sports things, and I've definitely been known to be wrong. And you guys could say, I know, I, I, I could feel you guys going, yeah, Paul, you said the Giants were going to have a good year. They were 3-13. and 13. Well, I didn't know everybody was going to break their leg in the same game. And now I think we're going to be really good. <laughs> it's easy to say, but we got the line, we got the running backs, we got all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for, for sports. Loving the Yankees, uh, trying to tune into these NBA playoffs now. And, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, football is still. And then the whole other thing is the uh, big news today. I guess we could talk about this since I'm going to uh, wrap up sports with this. The big news today is um, the NFL is making it mandatory to stand or you'll get fined or whatever will happen. And then if you don't want to stand, you just stay in the locker room. So um, a lot of people are upset about that. Uh, you know, I'm all freedom of speech and free expression. So, you know, but the one interesting thing was how the NBA makes it mandatory for all the teams to stand on the line and do all that stuff. And um, they don't have an issue or a policy with anything. And everybody's given the NFL stuff. Um, so, but yeah, I just feel like... Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's other ways to do it. I've stated it, but I've also changed my position going like none of those people, I don't think that any of those people really don't care about America. I just feel like they're, I, and my, this is, again, this is my humble opinion, and you guys can disagree with this or not. Um, I, I, I get it if you do, to be honest. It's just how I feel. So it's what I would do and what I would want my kids to do, my son and my daughter and and people that, like, if it was me. And what I would do is I would express it in another way. I just wouldn't express it that way. I would find another way to to express express it, not during that time or moment. Um, just me. However, I think everybody's got a right to do what they want to do. And I also think that a lot of people who are patriotic um, can do something like that. I don't think it automatically means that that person doesn't care about the country. So I'll leave it at that. But it just sucks because now a ton of people aren't going to watch the NFL. Um, it's going to cause division. It's going to cause people arguing. It's going to cause people not understanding each other's feelings or not understanding where everybody is. It's like nobody knows what it's like to be in that position. I was thinking about this yesterday. I was saying, I was like, 
it's so it's so easy for people, and this is why people are so mostly people are, um, you know, not smart. A lot of them are. It's because, like, you, you know, I'll say it like this. I was talking to my manager yesterday, and my manager and I were talking about like, I hate when people talk for another group when they don't know. Do you know, like? You know, why do black people do this? Or why why do why do you know Hispanic people have to do this? Or, you know, why are white people like this? And and it's like and that's fine to say if you're in that group because you at least understand it. You know? If if somebody says, um, you know, why do sorry, my uh, somebody was calling my phone and my son wanted to show me the number to see if I need to take it. Um yeah, like if, imagine if somebody was like, and, and I've actually seen this happen and it bothered me. Like this uh, comedian was on stage going like, yeah, Italian-Americans bug me or Italians do this so they act like this. And it bugged me. And, and actually, no, I think they flipped it around though afterwards and said, no, then I actually realized that what they did, I get it, I understand it. And that was all right. But it was just like like the whole premise and idea of like that you, don't, you, that you know what a group is like and you're going to publicly say, oh, they're like this. It's like you don't know what that person is doing. You know, um, I saw, like, I saw, dude, I saw the cops do this shit to this guy, and it cracked this guy's head, and it was wild, and it was a white cop doing it to a white guy, and he kicked his legs out, and his head just cracked on the floor, and the guy was out cold, and it looked like he could have killed the guy, and it was one of the most disgraceful, cruel abuses of power, and it, it, you know, it bothered me regardless of what color the guy was. It, it, it would have been, it would have bothered me if the guy was black, if the guy was white, whatever. But again, and I'm going to say it one more time, and I, I just want to do this because I feel like it's, I, I hopefully, like, if one person can understand what I'm saying and, and listen to what I'm saying instead of just being like, no, it's this way. Like, dude, watch that, go to that thing where, like, that guy in the airport is, like, yelling at the guy in the wheelchair is yelling at the kid calling him a spick. Um, I I grew up with, you know, old school Italian father, 100% Sicilian, you know, and he would tell me stories about it. and this, you know, and, and this happened and, and, you know, and if this person does that to you, then that's terrible. And those people, you know, it's just like this old school way of thinking. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have old school, you know, grandparents and great grandparents of a certain way to think. And, and, and if you don't travel, you, you uh, me and Jerry were actually talking about this, is if, if you don't travel and meet people or talk to people. So I, I hold grudges. I hold grudges sometimes. And it's something I want to put if I and I want to work on it. But. Think about this for a second. Picture yourself being a black person and seeing all of this shit with these police. How are you not going to be pissed? So it's so easy for another group that's not that to go, to go, yeah, I mean, what the hell? I don't see the whole, you know, it's like, get over it. Like, you know, I, I'm not like that. It's like, fine, nobody's saying you're like that, but they have a right to have, they have a right to have a certain feeling. It's a human nature thing. So without getting too preachy about it or going on about it, that's what I'm saying. And I, you know, and I just feel like it's the same thing with this, you know, kneeling or not kneeling or how people really feel or people wanting to be defiant. You know, I'm sure some of the people kneeling go, I wish I didn't have to do it like this. I don't want to do this. It sucks to do this, but I want things to people to be aware. Somebody says that, what are you going to say? What can you say? There's reasons. I guess there's reasons for things. Um, I'll close it by saying this. We were talking about how... Um, 
I was actually on the phone with Bill Burr today, and me and Bill were talking about how when you're a young kid, you do some young shit, you do some dumb, dumb young shit, right? And we were just talking about something that was on the internet of somebody doing something. I'm not going to mention names, but some big star did something in, in public, and people are like, oh my God, why would they do that? And this person was young. And we were just like, yeah, young stuff. And then I was going, yeah, man, I would do things young and, and stupid. I remember being in a restaurant, an Italian restaurant with my friends, and we got like a burger with French fries or whatever. And I took a French fry and I dipped it in ketchup and I slapped it up against the wall. And then I did a cartwheel. And when I did a cartwheel in the place, I just wanted my friends to laugh because they dared me. And some guy goes, hey, young man, you're in a restaurant. Have some respect. And I was like, yeah, I was just, you know, acting out, trying to get approval. And Burr goes, how funny would it be if you just said that? If you're like, look, man, I'm from divorced parents and uh, I'm trying to get attention. <laughs> it was like... What would you do if somebody did like said that? You'd have to be like, oh my god, like I gotta, I gotta respect that. You know, you you see a kid do something, right? He's just doing something completely inappropriate, disrespectful, whatever, and you go, hey, young man or young lady, that's a really disrespectful thing you're doing. And that person looks at you and just goes, yeah, I'm sorry, man. My parents got divorced and I'm acting out because I really don't know how to handle it. You have to be like, okay. So I think things in life. I think there's the. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's the adult version of that um, where something, and, and, and I'm not saying they are, these people are being irresponsible or anything, but there's an adult version of, you know, this is the way that I need to, th- things need to be shown that way, if that makes any sense. Either way, I'm fucking, I, I don't know. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All I know is just mind your business and let people, as long as people do things and not a, you know. But let's be honest, I think we could all agree that the far, far right and the far, far left, if a lot of them were eliminated, it would be... Uh, Probably great. Um, wow, that's dark. You know what I mean. Anyway, what plugs do I have? Thank you guys for listening. This has been uh, TVE episode 357. Uh, reach out. You guys can reach out to me at unacceptables for tve at gmail.com. Unacceptables for tve at gmail.com. Uh, or you could call the number at... One eight. I'm just kidding. I wish I had a number. I always listen to it like when I listen to the fan, or I listen to sports. One eight seven seven three six. Whatever, whatever it is. But you always, uh, I always listen to it. I'm like, that'd be cool to just do a radio show. Like, or you could call in. The lines are going. All right, we got Peter from Allendale. Peter, what's going on? Ah, uh, you know, I tell you what. You know, this NBA, it's a joke. You know, it's an absolute. And then like the guys just gotta listen. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. It's so funny. It's so funny where it's like, I don't understand why the Yankees just can't, you know. I mean, this bullpen's terrible. I know we won 21 in a row, but then the bullpen comes in on a 22nd game and just blows. It's like we got a good thing going here. I think you ship the kid to Milwaukee and, and we go for the next greatest player of all time and see what he could do. And if that doesn't work and you only win 35 out of the next 50, you fire everybody and blow the thing up. That's what I would do. And the guy's just like, all right, uh, I don't think that that makes any sense at all. <laughs> Take care. Um, guys, come out and see me. Come out and check out a show. Please check out my... Uh, oh, also, guys, I'm actually active on Instagram. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I am I'm actively it took me a long time to do all three, but I'm starting to do it a lot. 
So um, check it out. You could go to my Instagram. It's Paul Verzi. I put uh, – it's actually a clip up there of me of, on the uh, – there's a, a stand-up clip that the Just for Laughs comedy – uh, festival put it's got like thousands of views already so that's on my Instagram story you can check that out um, and uh, you can go please check out my new website man we did a lot of work for it well I didn't but an amazing web designer did um, so you can please check that out and uh, I have a ton of dates coming up I don't know what what happened hold on a second that's not good all of my shows, something happened to my shows page, and that's not good. So let me see what's going on here. Um, anyway, I will be, tonight, I will be in New Rochelle and the Comedy Cellar. Tomorrow night, I will be at the Village Underground and the Stand. And then I have, where are the other shows? I have a bunch of other shows coming up. I will be in August. I'll be in Vegas. I got some stuff coming up in June. I got to figure out what's going on here with the, um, with the, what's it called? Okay, I got it here. Here we go. Unfortunately, guys, the benefit for my brother-in-law, June 10th at Levity, is not going on anymore. We're taking that off because it just took too long and I had issues with the venue as far as getting it on the site and doing that. And it, it bothers me, but we're going to have another venue with an amazing lineup and I will announce that soon. Okay. Um, I will be at Gotham Comedy Club June 19th at the 930 show, Comedy Juice. I'll be there. Um, and then um, August... I will be doing the uh, Creeps with Kids show, Bobby Kelly's show, at 8 o'clock at the Village Underground. And then August 29th through September 1st, I will be at the Comedy Cellar Vegas at the Rio. Uh, also, please come and check me out at the brand new uh, The Loft Comedy Club, Chicopee, Massachusetts. That's in October. Got another big announcement coming. I'll be at Uncle Vinny's November 30th to December 1st. But I got another announcement coming with the special because it's going to be around that time. So uh, stay tuned. Check it out. Thank you guys so much uh, for everything. I appreciate it. And I will um, talk to you guys soon. This has been episode uh, TVE, episode 357. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you soon. Take care.